0: Welcome to our podcast series, The Sustainable Past, that explores what we can learn from the ancient Romans and Greeks to help with environmental sustainability issues today. Environmental concerns are of critical importance for ourselves, future generations, and all life on our delicate planet. There are many scientific studies and activist groups that are trying to correct the situation because according to the climate clock, that tracks the amount of time we have left to correct the amount of CO2 that can still be released into the atmosphere while limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. As of writing this, we have six years and 268 days remaining to make a switch. And at the moment, we are only using 28% of the renewable energy to correct the situation. Yet what can those embed in the arts and humanities do to help prevent this crisis?
1: We realize that many people are concerned about the situation, but when faced with the statistics represented on the climate clock might feel overwhelmed, especially if they are not a scientist or part of an environmental activist group. However, we see this situation as a time for positive and innovative change. And we believe that the arts and humanities can play a pivotal role in engaging people to think about their actions and find new ways to approach environmental concerns. We also want to demonstrate that studying the history, archaeology, and literature of the ancient Romans and Greeks can teach us both good and bad practices help us rethink our individual and communal practices. In this series, we interview seven scholars, including ourselves, to demonstrate some of the cutting edge research being undertaken in the classics.
0: We begin with an interview with Dr. Christopher Schlieffacker from the University of Augsburg, Germany. He presents a detailed overview of the scholarship on ancient environments and the growing fields of research and new projects being undertaken on past environments. Following on from this, we enter into discussion with three others to explain their work in specific detail.
1: We look at the archeology span of the Tiber River in Rome around the sixth and fifth century BCE, with Dr. Andrea Brooke from the University of St. Andrews, Scotland. In this, she explained how those living in early Rome adapted to the rising and falling li- river levels. This gives us some insights into modern building practices in relation to rising le- water levels and storm activity. We move to literature on mountains and ancient peoples, a relationship with them, In our interview with Professor Jason Koenig, who is also from the University of St. Andrews and part of the Center for Ancient Environmental Studies.
0: We then look at the history and archaeology of Roman gardens in our interview with Professor Catherine Gleason from Cornell University in the United States. She speaks about ancient gardens in terms of creating idealized spaces and explores watering and growing plants. We conclude by interviewing ourselves, We begin with both Dr. Giacomo Savani, who is a postdoctoral research fellow in the School of Classics at the University College Dublin in Ireland, and a visual artist, along with Dr. Matthew Mandick, a Roman archeologist and currently an MA student exploring urban planning at the University of San Francisco in the United States. Both speak about their recent workshop entitled Antiquity and the Anthropocene. In this, they brought together scholars and artists working on and representing the environment.
1: Dr. Patty Baker, Affiliated Scholar at Virginia Tech, United States and founder of PAX in Natura and speaks about her work on the recreation of ancient floristry and how it can impact change in the beautiful but not environmentally sound floral design industry. A theme that runs through the interviews is one of of resilience. Each speaker also explains their personal view of what we can learn from the past to help make the world more sustainable for the future. We hope that you enjoy listening to these podcasts and find that they provide insightful and hopeful vision for slowing and eventually stopping the ticking climate clock.